You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. It's never too soon to start a life plan. It might be too late to dictate your wishes if you don't have documentation in place. Life plans are all about maximizing wealth, protecting assets, and minimizing tax. They're about making sure your wants and needs are protected and your wishes are honored. You can get a lot of good ideas about life planning by going to MacMillanEstate.com and reading the blog topics that are posted. Then call the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 and make an appointment to sit down with the McMillan Estate Planning Professional. The McMillan team will take you through the process step-by-step and craft a plan specifically suited to your wishes and needs. You can also take in one of their free seminars to learn more about the process of building a life plan. The next seminar is Thursday, September 19th in Calgary. It might be the best 90 minutes you can invest in your own future and the future of those you love. Wayne Nelson back with you on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. We've been discussing wealth transfer. A recent study by RBC Wealth Management found that only 22% of wealthy Canadians have a plan to transfer their legacy. In other words, to pass on the fruits of their labor, the business that they've worked hard throughout their lives to build. What are some of the issues you should consider and what are some key components of your plan? My guest today is Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Henry, we've been discussing a, a case study of a farm family in which the children did not want to take ownership of the farm when their parents passed on. They did not want to have the responsibility of that legacy, I suppose, of, of all the hard work that it takes to, to running a farm. But obviously, mom and dad uh, wanted to pass on the legacy in terms of the, the financial component of it. So they have created a plan to sell the farm. Is that more common in, in farm families than in other businesses? Mm-hmm. And that's a really um, sensitive issue. Uh, we've had a lot of farm families come along our doors. And unfortunately, that is a fact. It's harder I'll tell you, Wayne, and listeners, to transition farms or farm operations to uh, the next generation. And uh, easily so, because it's not easy to do farming. It's hard work, and literally, blood, sweat, and tears goes into this farming operation. And the kids see that as well. They see mom and dad waking up early, staying up to the wee hours of the day, trying to finish and accomplish all the work. And uh, that's not something that... uh, really motivates them early on. Uh, I'll give you another example. I've heard stories from other farm families where they have lots of kids and uh, some children, of course, are more diligent in uh, going to um, college, university and studies, while some prefer to stay uh, in the country. And it's, I don't blame them. It's beautiful and it's relaxing. It's serene compared to the hustle and bustle of the city. But uh, I remember a farm mom telling me the story on how she motivated her son to go to school. And she just said, well, if you do not want to go to college or university, then you stay here and you till the soil all your life. 
And lo and behold, that next semester, he enrolled for vocational school right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of says it right there. So in this particular case study, the uh, farm is being sold. It is being prepared for sale. Again, this is a, a situation in which mom and dad are still alive. Now, let's say mom and dad have passed on. Mm-hmm. And we've got probate to deal with would be the next uh, kind of case study that we need to look at in that succession planning. So let's take a look at probate. Mm-hmm. So probate is um, uh, an event where we actually would like or request the court to uh, put a stamp on the will so that uh, the individual appointed or indicated in the will can act as the personal representative or trustee executor in that case as well. And in regard to Alberta, we're pretty lucky because our probate fees are pretty low and it does not depend on the value of one's estate. Compared to other provinces such as BC, where the probate fees are actually based on the gross value of the state. And imagine if you had a $10 million estate in BC, that could pretty rack up the fees in probate. Uh, Whereas here in Alberta, we're happy to have uh, probate fees pretty minimal, roughly around $500 to $800. Um, But in that regard, it's not just the fee that we have to consider. It's usually the time that has to be um, uh, passed in order to accomplish this probate work. And obviously, the more complicated the estate is, the longer duration it is going to take uh, to clear probate. Mm -hmm. Usually, from our experience, we're getting back results uh, in, you know, a favorable six to eight months would be great, but we've also had some instances where it could last uh, longer for the courts to provide that uh, stamp of approval. And again, it differs from family to family, and the situation may be if it's a simple estate, the probate will go quick, but if the judge has questions, then we might need to write letters back and forth to explain the situation to the courts, Or worst case scenario, if all of a sudden somebody pops up and wants to contest the will, then we're looking at maybe three, four, or hopefully not five years of probate. During this time, the property in question is basically frozen. The assets are frozen. Is that right? And that's the primary fear here in probate, Wayne and listeners. Uh, When probate is... um, in question or if there's a litigation matter regarding the assets of the passed away loved one, then these assets of the deceased are frozen. So what that means is the cash account in mom and or dad's account is not allowed to be withdrawn. And if that were the case, where do we get the money for, um, for example, mortgages or, for example, utilities or day-to-day maintenance? operations? Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's a big challenge for the family, especially for a family who's relying on that primary breadwinner in regard to their cash flow for day-to-day expenses. Is there a way to anticipate that kind of a situation in the estate planning process, Henry? Definitely. That's part of the main thrust or focus of Macmillan. We have a discussion with families on what their exposure is in regard to probate. And uh, we have various solutions in regard to uh, what the families can do. And I'll share with you a simple one. A simple solution is assets that have designated beneficiaries. Uh, Those assets bypass probate and would not be locked up uh, in regard to matters or litigation matters uh, under court. Examples of those assets are uh, RRSPs, RIFs, TFSAs. These assets are registered assets and have designated beneficiaries. And upon the owner's passing, flow directly to those beneficiaries mentioned. So you want to make sure that 
the proper beneficiaries have been named that in, in those uh, kinds of assets that all the correct paperwork has been done ahead of time. Very true, Wayne. And I'll give you another example. Uh, we see a lot of families and they have had uh, insurance policies and insurance policies, as we know, have a designated beneficiary as well. And that's a good thing. So should someone pass away, the beneficiary will receive proceeds and usually it's within 30 days of that individual's passing and they receive the proceeds or the cash without having to go through probate, which is a great thing. However, I caution everyone listening to uh, take a look at your insurance policies because usually when these are set up, we set them up and forget them. But what happens if you've gone through a second relationship? What happens if you've had a divorce? Or what happens if the beneficiary you've put in there is no longer in good terms with you or you've had a, a falling out in that relationship, but you forgot to change your beneficiary? In that regard, if you've forgotten to change your beneficiary, should you pass away, the beneficiary might be your ex-spouse, which might not be what you really wanted after that divorce that you've gone through. Got to make sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's crossed. And that you review it at least annually or every two years to make sure they're what you want them to be. Let's uh, finish off by talking about the, the children in the legacy, in this transfer of wealth, Henry. Uh, you talked about the parents making sure that their estate plan is ready, that they're preparing. But obviously, the children have to be prepared. They have to be brought in on that discussion somewhere so that they know what's going on, so they can anticipate, so they can make their plans accordingly. Mm -hmm. The children are a big plan of estate planning. And the reason is because they have a job to play in this too. Even though mom and dad plans everything out to the best of their ability, if the kids are not on the same page or have differing views, then this might not work out how they've wanted it to be should they pass away. So what we want all families to consider is, first of all, uh, their kids, are their kids willing to do this role as executor or trustee or manager or taking over of the business? And second, do the kids have the aptitude? We have to be realistic as well. We want to appoint the children to the roles that they would be comfortable in doing or performing. And, and capable of doing. Exactly. Now, not every children or child may be capable, but there's also a mechanism of support that we can provide to the children who need more help. And what that can be is what we call a grooming period, whereby knowledgeable aunt or uncle can do the job alongside the child. It's a mentoring role. Exactly. And the mentoring role can have a mentoring period. It doesn't necessarily end by the first year. It could be a mentoring period for two years or three years, depending on the comfort level of the child. All right. So we have to be proactive in establishing that legacy plan for your wealth. My guest today has been Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva, and we've been discussing the important considerations that must be made and the issues that should be addressed when planning your wealth transfer, protecting your business for the next generation. Good estate planning is about protecting those assets, maximizing wealth, and minimizing tax. Now, if you'd like to know more, you can contact Macmillan Estate Planning for your free consultation. The number is 403-266-6464 during weekday business hours, or you can learn what Macmillan Estate Planning does by visiting their website at macmillanestate.com. That's Macmillan, spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. I'm Wayne Nelson. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.